0: Hello adventurers, my name's Tyler and I'm Richard. On today's episode, we're talking about what games like Baldur's Gate 3 can do and mean for Dungeons & Dragons. Welcome to True Strike. <laughs>
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome back to the show. Howdy. Today, we're talking about games that aren't Dungeons & Dragons, necessarily, and how they influence Dungeons & Dragons. These are games that actually are Dungeons & Dragons, (laughs) (laughs) at some (laughs) level. uh, But not on the tabletop. But not on the tabletop. And the biggest one, on the tips of everybody's tongues, is, of course, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah,
0: winner of the 2023 Game of the Year. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, (laughs) It was one of those years where it's like, and the winner is Baldur's Gate 3, the best deep voice with a slight rasp (laughs) to it, Baldur's Gate 3, the best (laughs) hairpiece. No, it got a lot of awards, uh, which if you haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 or if you've played a little bit of it, you probably understand um, or don't understand
0: why it got so many accolades. I like your phrasing there right now because it actually brought up one thing to mind. Uh, if you have not played Baldur's Gate 3 or if you are currently playing Baldur's Gate 3, no worries. This will not contain spoilers for the game. Yes. This is not a in-depth Baldur's Gate 3 review or spoiler cast or anything like that. We are just discussing how Baldur's Gate as a Dungeons & Dragons inspired, you could say, but really Dungeons & Dragons video game uh, uh, correlates with the tabletop game that we all know and love.
1: Yeah. We can't really spoil that much on it anyway because uh, as much time as we have put into Baldur's Gate together... So many hours. We are still not out of Act One. (laughs) It, we,
0: well... We've got to be close, though. I I have no idea, but But I know every... Every session. We've flipped every possible stone or vase or whatever on the way here. Yeah, that we know about. That we know about. But we say that
1: literally every time we start a session, we're all like, We've we're really close to the end of three uh, hours later Act we're done with a combat. And yeah, and three hours later we're all <sighs> like, Well, there's still this dark area on the map we haven't been to yet. Let's go see what's over there.
0: Is, there. is there anything else in the journal? Yeah.
1: Okay, let's move down the list. Yeah. So we can't really spoil all that much because we're still playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: we will be for
1: a very long yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> for a very long time, apparently. But yeah, no, this is more of a discussion on what uh, what games like this do for Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. And what they can do. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, how it kind of uh, affects the industry as a whole.
0: Yeah. So, hmm. I actually want to save... This is going to sound silly. Baldur's Gate for the last. Okay. Why not? Well... I mean, there's other things that have happened in in
1: pop culture that have influenced Dungeons and Dragons, influenced Dungeons and Dragons or
0: influenced like influenced people. The I people. Guess you should OK. Say. Yeah. Are you referencing Stranger Things? I am.
1: Ah, there we go. Yeah, that's a big one. I guess that's the discussion that we kind of hit with Baldur's Gate right off the jump is a, it's a very popular thing. It's won a lot. So it's high on everybody's yes. list. Of like things, right?
0: Has done significantly better than even Larian expected it would. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, but then you have something like Stranger Things, right? Which yep. is not. Used. It seems kind of weird bringing up Stranger Things when we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. But does it you've though? Watched Stranger Things. Does it? Is it really that weird? Because Dungeons and Dragons is a very strong theme for that show.
0: Low key, borderline, just a Dungeons and Dragons show set in a modern age.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because like I started watching Stranger Things. Had no idea that there was any connections to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Right. It just opens with
0: Dungeons and Dragons out the get, like on the first scene. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And
1: it was kind of a surprise to me because, like, I don't really recall ever uh, having really seen a lot of media for Stranger Things, like, as far as like trailers and stuff like that before I started watching it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I started watching it like when it was first released. That's why. Okay, and yep. yeah, like I didn't see a lot of hype about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there probably was, uh, but I don't watch a lot of like broadcast television. Uh, I don't watch a lot of stuff with ads in it. So I wasn't fed a lot of information about Stranger Things before it's released.
0: Well, before season one, I don't think even Netflix really knew what they had on their hands. Probably not. I think not. they were just like, here's a new show. It's kind of horror-themed. It's, you know, these kids take place, you know, in this time period. And I hope you guys like it. And this was, you know, binging airy you know, Arrow's full swing, and anyone that had started it that watched the first episode, ooh, that's an easy show to to binge. And oh yeah, through. no, because it sucks. Like, you right. One it. more yeah. episode. One more episode. Yeah, hmm. I
1: think the only thing that I really knew about it was time period setting. Yeah, and that it was, you know, like horror themed, which was right up my alley because I was like, I love the time period that we're in. Yeah. It resonates with me, and I love the the theming and everything like that, and then we got into it, and I'm like, oh, this is heavy Dungeons & Dragons. Yes, I mean, like, yep. this is very heavy into Dungeons & Dragons being, like, a thing, and it resonated with me as far as, like, childhood Dungeons & Dragons, because it was a lot of what I grew up with learning Dungeons & Dragons, you know, yep. like, playing with friends and being silly around a tabletop with models and, you know, Demogorgons and liches and all that fun stuff. Right. <clears throat> but, yeah, it was arguably
0: uh, one of the biggest boons, I would say, for Dungeons & Dragons in a while. I think it may still be. Yeah. I mean, even more so than, you know, you've got your critical role in celebrity, D- you know, actual like live play shows and things like that. I speak to a lot of people that still have not played Dungeons & Dragons that find D&D memes funny and know about Dungeons & Dragons because they watch Stranger Things. And consume no other, you know, D and D related D&D media. Related
1: media, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it was.
1: It, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. There's no denying that it was. It's a good thing as far as like the Dungeons and Dragons uh, resurgence, I guess you would say, because uh, it did a lot of uh, a lot of help. Uh, yeah. Now it's not the only one. There have been many many attempts at Dungeons and Dragons uh, IP. Uh, Don't you dare bring up the movie, <laughs> the the movies which we did an entire episode on. Um, still gonna gonna die on that hill that uh, that it was a good movie. The and, newest movie was great, yeah. And snails, we still need to figure out what happens to <laughs> snails. <laughs> but yeah, there's been uh there's been a lot in the media. But as far as games are considered, there's been quite a few Dungeons and Dragons games. Some of them not so popular. Some of them popular. Um, there's been a ton that are still active, which, uh, I even am surprised to know are still around.
0: Would you believe it or not that I actually, uh, dipped into Everwinter recently? Oh, what? Recently? Like, within the last month. I had no idea. Why are you hiding this from me? What? You're not going to play it with me. <laughs> that's true. I don't <laughs> have time for an MMO right That's what right I'm now. saying. And am I currently playing it? No, we have Baldur's Gate to finish. Yeah. However, there, <laughs> there is a lot of Strahd content that was released from back oh, when i had played it that's right and i wanted to jump into it this to get reference material for our home game yeah no never Winter, uh, is
1: the game that he's referencing which was built on a an mmo system uh which did not have a lot of max players so we're talking like mmo right when most people think of mmo they're thinking of like you know world of warcraft everquest was a big one uh never Winter, had relatively small servers i think they maxed out like well below 100 players per server which feels like a lot is a lot but not that many in the span of an mmo game um but it was you know it is uh top down right so third person
0: it's third person it's yeah, not top down. down
1: oh it's not top down no um it's so, not like ice metric nothing like that it's it's third person okay so yeah it, uh, at least it's it is in, currently. I don't know if it was always like that. I don't. I, no, I think I'm thinking of the other, like Runescape or something. Neverwinter games or the oh, Icewind okay. Dale games, because most of the Icewind Dale games and the Planescape gotcha. games, those are all isometric and stuff like that. But yeah, Neverwinter uh, was pretty big. Arguably a, a very sizable MMO. Not nearly the popularity that EverQuest got and that WoW got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why. I never actually played it. I, you know, looked at really. It a bit. Yeah, I never actually played. Well, never we're gonna Winter. have to change that. <laughs> And I didn't know (laughs) after we beat Baldur's Gate that it was still a force that it is. And until like, I think it was last year, my buddy Jerry was talking about like the games that he plays and that's a game that he still plays daily. Like even right now, really? Yeah. Like he was talking to me. He was like, oh yeah. Cause I remember he was talking to uh, another friend of ours, a mutual, and uh, they were talking about a game that he was playing and he was all like, oh yeah, they just dropped this new update. And uh, I can go to Menzo Barazan and all that. And I was like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I need to know what you're talking about right now. Because neither one of them are D&D aficionados. Really? And they're playing this as their like
0: main MMO, As a or... main
1: game, yeah. Huh. And it's interesting because like I have talked to Jerry. And Jerry's seen me do prep for games before. Right. right? He's seen me do Dungeons & Dragons prep. He's seen me prep for other games like Monster of the Week. Like... He was actually like watching me as I'm like drawing out maps and doing stats for, uh, you know, characters and everything like that. And he was all like, what are you doing? And I explained to him, you know, like what Dungeons and Dragons was. And he's actively playing Neverwinter during these conversations. And not, never says anything. And never says anything <laughs> because he doesn't make the connection of Dungeons and Dragons and Neverwinter. Ooh, right? So that's an interesting thing. Is that like how much did Neverwinter affect Dungeons and Dragons when you compare it to other games like Baldur's Gate, which we talked about, and other forms of media like
0: Netflix? So that's that's very interesting. Stranger Things, because if Stranger Things is bringing maybe even unintentionally a large amount of awareness to Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop game and you've got a video game actual as game. big as Neverwinter. Yeah. Not doing that. Now I found Neverwinter because it's a Dungeons and Dragons video game. Yeah. So if you play Dungeons and Dragons and you're like, what are Dungeons and Dragons video games? Google, Neverwinter spits out of you very quickly yeah. along with, you know, older Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. I never actually considered that some people would just play a game like Neverwinter because it is a video game called Neverwinter and it's just fantasy themed yep. and you play as your typical fighter rogue uh you know wizard stuff like that but I guess that makes sense yeah. if you don't have the connection already then it's just a video it's just game another you game. enjoy
1: yeah mm. and it, and cuz once I once I started talking to him and I realized that this is a game that he plays on the regular like he is a a, a regular login every single day Jerry plays Neverwinter nights and that's, to this day, that is one of his main games. That and, like, uh, I think it's World of Warships <laughs> to like, the other one. <laughs> Among Us. <No. laughs> yeah. But he plays He plays Neverwinter. Okay. And when I started telling him about, like, Dungeons & Dragons, I was like, oh, this is the game that your game is based on. Right. And he was all like, what? And I went through the entire <laughs> thing. And I explained to him, at, on a very base level, what Dungeons & Dragons is. And Jerry's not a younger guy. Uh, Jerry's older than me. I think I want to say Jerry's in his late fifties. Wow. Um, so he's definitely been around long enough to know what Dungeons and Dragons is. Yeah. Uh, but he has always been in the video game space, not necessarily the tabletop space. So having played Neverwinter has no idea what Dungeons and Dragons Interesting. was. But I start talking to him about Dungeons and Dragons and I start referencing things and he knows what they he are. He knows all of it already. He yeah. knows it because it's in Neverwinter, but he knows right. it in a different format. Huh. Yeah. Which is, is kind of what kind of drives the discussion that we're kind of having today, which is the video game aspect of things. How influential is it in driving people to play the tabletop? Right. Because never Winter is a big one, but we also have some other games in there. Some that I've played that you haven't played. Yeah. Like in the span of mobile games. So we have warriors of Waterdeep. deep. If anybody, right. Which I that. have not played. Right. You have not played that. I played that. I played it because I knew what, the material was and i was like i need a new mobile game <laughs> i want something to click away at and warriors of waterdeep seemed relevant enough and i played it and uh it's not a bad game at all it's you know it's a mobile game it's a game where you're you know kind of incentivized to spend money of course like all mobile is. games are yeah. uh do i think that a lot of people are going from warriors of waterdeep into the tabletop genre <clears throat> i don't think so that feels like a stretch and as i haven't played it but yeah I, I think it's a vast stretch because at its heart, it is just a skinned mobile game. It's skinned D&D, right? But it's just a skinned mobile game. Yeah. Is it driving anybody to the tabletop? I don't think so. I oh, don't I think would. it is. Yeah. Why would it?
0: It's a very different thing. Mobile games, I, I think of as they're either straight up your time wasters or they're your toilet games or your bus ride games. It's something to mm-hmm. play when you've got a free you know free time and you just got your phone out right? Versus tabletop is when you've got a few hours and you can really schedule some time with some friends and everything. And yeah, why would, why would it, you know, bring you from mobile to the tabletop? Yeah. Now, if it's, if the, that was never even the intention, if this was a mobile game designed for fans of the tabletop, then I feel like it fills that, you know, void pretty, pretty well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you found it because it, you were looking for a mobile game and it was aligned a interest. license. Yeah, yeah. you're already interested in. Yeah,
1: but then again, look at other games. So you go down the list, and you have something more recent that I know you have played because we played it together, and that is Dark Alliance.
0: Ooh, yeah. One day we might finish this game that we bought the DLC for and everything.
1: Yeah, might. Uh, not a great game in my opinion. Um, maybe it's gotten better. Maybe it's gotten better. It it had some potential. Very buggy, kind of messy, Uh,
0: overall just not a great experience, but I do know people that enjoy that we game. We need to, we, I, yet again, uh, we should go play this, because that was a short game, if I recall. Yes. Yeah. And there's, like I said, there's been DLC that we already paid for, so we have no reason not to. <laughs> we should go back and try the game at some point and see if it's improved. Yeah. I didn't hate the game. I just I, didn't, and I didn't feel like my time was valued.
1: No, and I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, like I said, I didn't hate the game. I didn't feel like my time was valued, I, and I think that it wasn't polished
0: enough. You know what we should do? What? And this is blasphemy if I was saying this by any other game. I think we should turn down the difficulty and, and stop checking. We're going to fight our gamer urges of checking every hallway and every chest and just mainline. So to I finished the game
1: necessarily. The difficulty wasn't, it wasn't difficult. Not that it's difficult.
0: Yeah. But so that we could beat the game quicker. Now it was because difficult there was playing a, alone. Oh, for sure. As yes, the, sure. the, the, the difficulty spikes out of hand to handle multiple insane, enemies. Was interesting.
1: Yeah. But playing it with other people, it wasn't really that difficult, but it was a lot of every single chest, every single hallway yeah. going down. Very same. Lots of pathways. Back and forth. Yeah. A lot of back and forth and versus like I think
0: if we were to just mainline it for the story and for the experience of just, we played the game yeah we could probably burn because like I said, it's not that many chapters even we could probably burn through it pretty quickly and say we did it yeah we played the game we paid for yeah probably versus if we just continue at our pace we, it's gonna be a minute yeah i don't know like i said it's i mean i'm good either way but i would like to go back to it at
1: some point yeah it's just it's one of those games where like i'm hoping that it got better but it is one of those that kind of fell off like, oh,
0: so quickly, it
1: fell off very <laughs> quick. Like, I did see a lot of advertising for that game, oh, and I yeah. saw a lot of push for that game. Yep. And then we got it, and we played it, and we were all kind of like, eh. And then it kind of fell off and it wasn't like a thing anymore. And it yeah. kind of is the thing that nobody talked about again.
0: And we knew people that loved it. That yeah. played it
1: at, to completion. Oh yeah. That did play it to completion and like extreme completion at yes. that, like really, really played this game and tried to get everything unlocked and do absolutely everything. Yep. Which that's a whole level of dedication that I just don't have. Wasn't us. Yeah. It wasn't us. I I need, you know, I want something more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't getting it from that game. Right. But again, a game can you say brought anybody into dungeons and dragons or would have brought anybody into dungeons and dragons? You
0: know, I, hmm, I definitely think if you, if it's one or the other, right yet again, it's, it's for people that are already fans of D and D that are going to play this game. Mm-hmm. However, it, if it was a relatively affordable game, if you were to have gotten this game, just to have a cooperative game to play with your friends I could see this spurring interest because it's got, like, big name, you know, player characters and things like that. And I could absolutely see this being something where, like, I want to check out Dungeons & Dragons for real, though significantly more one-way-leaning than the other. And if this game had been better, I think it absolutely would have had a shot at bringing people over to tabletop. Really. I think it would have a, a
1: better time bringing people over to the lore side. That's part of it. Of Dungeons and Dragons. That's, that's because it. you have some very big names like you say. Yeah. Which would allow you to like, hey, there's books written about some of these people. That's interesting. And then you read some of those books. Oh,
0: the Dris, the Driss. We're doing uh, alone.
1: Books. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I agree that this game could ever bring somebody to the tabletop. Yeah. I think it's
0: a I think that's a big bridge. All right here's here's my real and you feel free to shoot me down entirely of course this game is a cooperative game mm-hmm. so ideally if you were playing this game because you wanted a cooperative you don't know anything about DD you buy this game because you want a cooperative game relatively cheap entry point to play with you and your three other friends what else takes four other players <laughs> <laughs> you're like what if hey Monopoly what, yeah you could play Monopoly or maybe next to Monopoly you find the Dungeon Dragons Monopoly and you're like, oh, look what's next, Dungeon Dragons Monopoly, <laughs> Dungeon Dragons. And then one of your players, is like, hey, you know that video game we've been playing? I just bought the DMG or the starter kit, the starter set. Would you guys want to play this? I guarantee that happened at least once where there's a group of friends that played the video game. I don't know. It's like I said, kids literally could be 10 year olds, <laughs> 15, who knows? And that played the video game. And we're like, what if we try the tabletop? And it's always going to be the one person that spends the money actually buying it that drags the other friends in. And then they're the one that runs the game. And maybe they have a really good time. I guarantee you that did not happen zero times. <laughs> Greater than zero amount of times. Greater than
1: zero amount of times. Okay, I'll give you that.
0: Because it's it, it, if you need a group to do one, you've got at least four chances of one of those people trying out the tabletop. And it's an IP they're now familiar with. <laughs> Definitely more one way to the other than that way, Bo. <laughs> I think so. But I think
1: it's kind of a stretch. Sure. I think it is kind of a stretch. I, I It probably did happen, but I don't know that that's the uh, rule. I think that might be the exception. Oh, totally. I, <laughs> totally I don't think it's everyone. Not yeah. the rule. Yeah. And then you come back full circle to what we... Idle
0: Champions. Oh, Idle Champions. I forgot about that one. The game that everyone played because you could unlock Gym Dark Magic. Yeah. Which... <laughs> okay. So Idle Champions,
1: I only heard about because I could unlock Jim Dark Magic. <laughs> Acquisitions Incorporated is the entire reason why Idol Champions was even on my radar. Same. Yep, I had. <laughs> and in fact, you're the one who put it on my radar because we're, I think we were waiting in line to meet Jim Dark Magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was this when we were like, we were meeting uh, Jay Craw and. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, and <laughs> everybody. Yep. Yeah. This Ryan. was when we were waiting in
1: line to meet everybody. And, uh, I, I hadn't even started listening. Uh, oh yeah. To acquisitions incorporated at that point. And I was like, I was going
0: to be here. Yay. I
1: was only in line because you were in line and you were <laughs> hype. And I'm like, I know who Morgan Webb is. <laughs> and Jeremy Crawford, but that's it. Like I I don't listen to Acquisitions Incorporated. I didn't even know why why Morgan Webb was there. And I was <laughs> like, I know Morgan Webb though. I'll meet her. Cool. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And then we're waiting in line. And then you're like, Oh, the other thing is characters in Idol Champions.
0: Well, while we were in line, uh, the back of the thing they handed us had yeah. a code. Had a code to unlock. Idol it was either it was it was Rockstar Jim <laughs> Dark Magic. I remember now. It was a Rockstar a version of Jim Dark Magic. Yep. And then you could also get Dinar if you played certain things. Cool, if you like, tappy-tappy mobile games. Yeah,
1: I downloaded it. Idle games. Yeah, and it is exactly what it is. It's an idle game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically uh, you can say that one worked. It
0: got me listening to Acquisitions Incorporated. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And then I listened to all of it. And, you know, and to be fair, as far as idle games go, good idle game. Yeah, maybe it was okay. If that's I didn't play what it long term. No, yeah, I didn't I'm play it long term. I'm sure long-term. lots played of people for do, while. yeah,
1: but not us. Yeah, not for me. But yeah, no, it did. It did get me into Acquisitions Incorporated, mm-hmm. or you know, I guess it was kind of ancillary to that. But I, I
0: eventually well, got into. It got you into Acquisitions Incorporated, yeah, which got you into playing a game of D and D, which got you into making a D and D podcast. <laughs> yes, it worked. It Got me back into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, what so we're it, asking here is worked. when will Richard be in Idle Champions? <laughs>
1: Who knows? <laughs> I think you'll get into Idol Champions before me.
0: I hope, at least, I want Rudy to be in there, at least. Yeah. At the minimum. He has more potential. I don't know. Than any of though. my characters. Nith? Nith would be great. <laughs> no, Victor. Oh, my gosh. I want to play Victor in Idol Champions so bad. <laughs> just, just the spiritual weapon.
1: Just spiritual weapon? Just kill everything? Yeah. yeah. All right. So no, what we were gonna go back to then. So after Idol Champions, so there's there's more. Like these are these are the big hitters, the the big names that most people know about when you talk about games in Dungeons and Dragons. There are plenty of other Dungeons and Dragons themed games, um, but again, arguably, what we're kind of getting to is that like what can be a driving force and make Dungeons and Dragons a thing that people want to. Talk about again.
0: Yeah. So far, everything we've mentioned, if we include and in lump Stranger Things, the show, the series, into this, I definitely think that brought more attention to the game. Yes. Than the games. Which, yeah, exactly. Which is the
1: kind of the whole point there is that yeah, like Stranger Things was uh, a massive boon for Dungeons and Dragons because it got people talking about Dungeons and Dragons. And then you organically. Look, yeah, organically. And then you look through the history of all these games that have been released, everything that we've talked about and, and ones that we haven't talked about, because there are even more than that. There's a ton of Dungeons and Dragons games. Yeah. But they don't get people talking about Dungeons and Dragons, really. They do get people into the game, but they're not getting people talking about Dungeons and Dragons. And then you have something like Baldur's Gate 3 that comes out, which.
0: Which is the third in a series is the third of, of a series games. yeah
1: so Baldur's Gate has been around and I've played Baldur's Gate games I don't know how many of you've actually played though I've um, played them
0: on mobile <laughs>
1: okay so you have played some Baldur's Gate uh, games the ports yes yeah the ports of them um which have been around and they're not bad games no they're not bad games at all and like like I said like other D&D games that already exist they're not necessarily bad games but I would argue that none of the previous Baldur's Gate games got people talking about Dungeons & Dragons
0: the same way that Baldur's Gate 3 has. And maybe it's just me looking back, but yeah, it, it felt very similar to these other D&D games we've mentioned, where if you're a fan of the tabletop, yes. you're more likely to have played the game than the other way around.
1: Yeah. The, where this was game great, yes,
0: has just broken into the world in the mainstream, and maybe that's because of Twitch. Maybe it's because of fun YouTube compilations of, you know, dwarves throwing each other and exploding everything. Or maybe it's just clips of the amazing voice acting from these act like these people. And I don't know, I don't know how it did it, but it did it. And Larian, over the course of like, like what? Like multiple years for early access and then putting this game out at a very reasonable price for a insane amount of content. All quality. And as bug free as possible for the launch, and it just they just knock so many things out of the park.
1: Yeah, this, on this swing, this has been such a an interesting thing for the video game industry in general, not just for yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, but for to have a game like this that gets released in a fashion like this, mm-hmm. because we're so used to seeing games in our landscape right now that release too early
0: yeah like almost every one of them yeah. almost
1: every single one of them if it's and not a we first have... party well even then sometimes well yeah but... even yeah even some other stuff it's ridiculous what we get released sometimes and we're getting unfinished games we're getting buggy games we're just getting bad games and we're paying full price for them and then larian which is not like a not a nobody developer no but they're no definitely not one of they're like definitely the big big ones big but... ones they made some really good games. Uh, Divinity yeah. is
0: an amazing series. That's say Divinity Two: Original Sin, one of my favorite. One games of my favorite and games. Why yeah. we were so excited for this? Exactly. In fact, I, I I personally I can't speak for you. Was more excited for this game because Larian was making it. Yes. Than I was because it because it was Baldur's Gate Three slash D and D the game.
1: Oh yeah, no the the fact that it was a D and D game was you know cool. Yeah. But this to me was all like, wait, we're getting a, a kind of almost a spiritual successor of divinity original sin too but with 5e mechanics But with 5e mechanics sign me up yeah like this is gonna be good and i got early access for pc as soon as i could um, i had it for stadia <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man you and seven other people <laughs> you and all seven stadia uteruses. <laughs> but yeah this uh you know, like I said, is just such a breakout thing for the video game industry because you have a game that scores so highly across the board with pretty much everybody unanimously. And yeah, it's got bugs. Like every game has bugs, but like sure. the scope of this game it's huge, and the amount of bugs, it, it's not like, it is nowhere near what we're seeing or what we're used to seeing in current release games.
0: I, I like said, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there was a, a moment in the game that I was like, Oh, I bet you I can do this thing. And this happened just recently. I was like, I bet you I can take this thing and then this entire scene will work out differently. And then we tried it and it didn't work out. And then we're like, Okay, you know what? We don't want, we don't like like the save scum kind of thing. We like to stick with most decisions, but I want to try this again because I think it bugged. Like, it actually. Bugged like a character just disappeared from the world, and we're like, "Whoops!" (laughs) So we reloaded, tried again, didn't work. And I'm like, "I'm I'm this has got to work, right?" Tried it again, didn't work. I was like, "Oh, I I guess I messed up. Larian didn't account for this. It just doesn't work." So we just played it as intended and whatever. But then I looked it up online because I was like, "I wanted to find out about that bug. Like, why? did I wonder if other people had this character disappear." And while I was looking up the bug, I found. A guide to do the thing that I was trying to do yeah. I was like they did account for it I just did it wrong yeah we just <laughs> did it wrong they every single thing in this game and all the butterfly effects and everything else has like a billion ways it could possibly go and the game just flow yeah how and with as few bugs as there are it yeah it's
1: just amazing what they were able to accomplish and what they were able to put out
0: there I mean, and, oh, God, little, just a complete side piece, the voice acting in this oh, game. Oh, the voice acting is amazing. There were just random, unimportant two-line NPCs that we were talking to, and I was like, that is some grade A amazing voice acting from these characters that will never come up again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that across the board.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, like, down to speaking with animals. And you have an animal that you'll talk to in, like, one scene. That's the last time you'll ever speak with this animal. And it has the greatest dialogue (laughs) ever. Oh, yeah. And if you
0: cast speak with animals, you can just see an animal, you talk to it. Yeah. And, like, whether you're starting a coup or just, like, you know, seeing how the day went, who knows? It's a surprise every time. But these are all deeply d d rooted mechanics. That's the thing. Because
1: this is a game that at its heart is Dungeons and Dragons. You are rolling dice. Yep. You are physically like seeing it on the screen just like you're playing a DD Beyond uh and you're actually rolling those dice and you're and you're seeing like you're failing your skill checks, you're passing your skill checks, you're doing all those things.
0: There are modifications to the 5E rules. Yep, there they it work for they had to game. make liber-
1: they had to take some liberties to make it work. Um but Overall, you're dealing with a lot of the same stuff. You're dealing with subclasses. You're dealing with main classes. You're dealing with feats. You're, yeah, you're at the same stat- levels. Yeah, your stats at the same levels. You're, you know, taking ability score increases instead of feats. This is all 5E. Yes. And this, arguably, I think, is one of those games that is driving people to play Dungeons and Dragons. So it is achieving something I think that they've wanted other games to do. Yeah. But couldn't do because what? The other developers weren't Larian. <laughs> because they're not Larian, because the this game is more deeply rooted in systems that are more tied to the game that you're playing on tabletop.
0: That's the big thing. They didn't just make a D themed video game.
1: Yeah. They made D the d the video game, yep. which I think is what was required to get that strike that lightning strike that would make people want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Because I would argue that this game has done a vast good service to Dungeons and Dragons as a whole. Oh yeah. As far as getting people over to it, because this is just kind of like the, Oh yeah. You'd see how much you can do in this game. The world is endless for yep. you. If you come over to the tabletop. Yeah. <laughs> Everything and... that you're doing in here and more is available to you. And it not
0: to mention a majority of the mechanics you already know thanks yes. to this game translate directly over. Yeah. Like, there are some that don't. But there are some that you don't. You really do really know a lot of it.
1: Yeah, but you're like, "Oh yeah, you like that warlock that you played in, you know, Baldur's Gate 3?" "Oh yeah, build it. Build it really easily. Build it. And you can Show play me it. your character sheet it's like the same numbers. <laughs> yeah. Same numbers, same spells, same cantrips. You know, you're you're playing the same thing. Well, let's build it. Let's go for it.
0: To I mean, and to that point, even D and D Beyond has as pre built characters now. Yep. The main companions from Baldur's Gate three already made for you in D and D Beyond, so you can go on there and for free. You could play out a Baldur's Gate three campaign as the companion characters you already know, and it's all built out there for you. Yeah. So. Couldn't be easier. It's it's
1: it's crazy, and like I said, this is this is the first time that we've had a game that I think that we can say that about that is really going to push this forward, and then it makes you wonder more about the future of like what we have coming to, and this is a good thing. Baldur's Gate three, Let's like say, is it anything? What it is, it it's great. How does this going to affect the VTT going
0: forward? Oh, this isn't something I
1: expected you to bring up. Lay it on me. Well, you have to think Dungeons and Dragons as a whole. We've we've had a lot of talks about it where it's going and how it's going towards video game-ish mechanics with yes. the release of the VTT. Did Baldur's Gate do it
0: better first? That's the thing. I I do not think there's any world. I I will gladly eat my cell phone. <laughs> I do not think there's any world where the team at D D Beyond, no offense, they're amazing and they make a very great software could turn a VTT into anything even close to what Baldur's Gate 3 accomplishes, just make, like rule systems wise. The fact that everything works together so seamlessly there. I mean you're talking a large team over the course of years. I, I'm 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 gonna be surprised if the VT comes out and it manages the distance that your spell can be cast accurately. (laughs) And that's what, that's my question is
1: that like, yeah, is, did they do it first? Did they do it better already based on what's going to be released for us in the VTT? Because like what I think, what people expect of the VTT when I think about it would be like, okay, a, a basically a skinned down version of Baldur's Gate three would be best case scenario. Because think of it, so if you have, like, say you could take the engine of Baldur's Gate 3 Mm -hmm. and then just apply a skin to it based on the campaign that you want to run and then have it handle a lot of that stuff in the background. Best case scenario, because Baldur's Gate 3 is so well crafted that it would take very little modification to make it fall more in line with 5e, uh, just to make it more... Dungeons and Dragons and less video game. But I don't think the VTT is going to be able to
0: get in anywhere close to that. No. Something interesting. They may have already uh, mentioned this and announced this. And if so, please let me know. Divinity 2 had a... What did they call it? It was like Dungeon Master mode or something yes. like that? Is Do we know if that's coming to Baldur's Gate 3? They've, I don't think they've ever said anything about that. No. Because why wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. And at that point, you're just... Hey, guys, we're logging on uh, Steam or PS5 or whatever. And, you know, please make your character in-game. We're going to run through this encounter. We're going to run through this chapter of the game and this encounter in Baldur's Gate 3. And you're still on a headset. You're still going to DM. You're going to do whatever. And you're going to do it just like that. And
1: And that's the the weird thing.
0: That's absolutely you have just video-gamed D&D but to the utmost, like, highest potential.
1: <laughs> yeah, the highest potential polish that we know of yes. right now. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to, is, like, that that's the overarching conversation here, is that, like, can what can capture people into Dungeons and & Dragons? And I think that part of that, part of the VTT, is trying to catch that magic of, like, we can translate this into our other game, right? Mm-hmm. So the VTT... I think it's going to be its own separate product, but I do believe it. Yes. They wanted the VTT to also drive people into the hard copy things. Uh, I don't think that they're... I think eventually we're going to move away from traditional pen and paper because that's just our evolution of gaming. We're going beyond. We're going beyond. But I do think that, that for the time being, when the VTT does release, they're going to want simultaneous products. So they're going to want your tabletop and they're going to want your VTT to be too distinct things where you'll consume media and ideally they don't want you on both of them, but are they going to be able to capture the same kind of audience retention or transfer that something like Baldur's gate was able to do in this medium? Because we've seen them try to make D and D video games so many times before and it not have people give interest into the medium in general past that game. Whereas Baldur's gate three arguably is bringing a lot of attention to Dungeons and Dragons and it's getting people more interested in playing Dungeons and Dragons outside of Baldur's Gate 3. And I it like you said, are is the VTT going to be able to do the same thing?
0: I don't think it's going to. Two things. One, good timing with the 2024, you know, revision of the 5th edition coming out relatively soon. Two, I have never felt more in my entire life like an old man shaking his fist at clouds. That I do right now, because the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons without us just using our imaginations to fill out details, even on a VTT, right, where it's not going to be highly detailed environments and such. At least I don't think it will, be not to the extent that like a Baldur's Gate would be, or you're literally playing a video game, running through radial menus and everything else. Like, that, I'm like, this is a video game. Hard line in the sand. The little on our side, you got, like, basic VTT access, you know, so, like, digital maps, and you have your token your minis and everything like that. And then you've got, like, real D&D, like we play, you know what I mean? <laughs> and this is where I would lo- I want to sit. If we are playing, this is totally 100% just personal preference, if we are, have to play on Discord. Of course, let's use a virtual tabletop. It's the best we can do in our current situation. But if we're sitting here in a room playing together, talking in funny voices and like maybe moving minis around on the table on a poorly drawn map or whatever, that's my preference. That's how I want to do these games, these social interactions, these good times we have together. I do not want to play Dungeons and Dragons by booting up Baldur's Gate 3 and just being like, I made you guys this level play the game because now a game designer not a dungeon master and at the end of the day i guess it's all the same thing yeah. and it's just that line personal preference gray there sir <laughs> but shaking my fist because i'm would love to stay over here yeah behind a screen i
1: think that a tv screen a wooden screen <laughs> i think that like it if so it's a vtt we don't know when that's coming we know that it's we've not got aligned. the
0: map alpha, but two dimensional. But I will tell you this,
1: that I would guarantee you that if that VTT was coming out in two months or so, Baldur's yeah. Gate would have been the best thing to ever happen for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are probably a little bit upset by how well Baldur's Gate has done Done, I, they can't be upset versus how far removed it is from the VTT because Baldur's Gate three, if people would have beat Baldur's Gate three and then look across the the room and see the VTT sitting there and being all like, hey, y'all, I'm like Baldur's Gate three, but you make the story. People are going to jump over to that and they would move directly from Baldur's Gate three to something like the VTT. I think the transfer to that would be a lot more of a common transition than going from Baldur's Gate to a tabletop. Because I think that it is bringing people into Dungeons & Dragons because you're seeing the mechanics, you're seeing how they work, you're having a very good understanding of how the tabletop works. But I think that it would have drawn a lot more attention to the VTT if the VTT was anywhere closer on the horizon. I do think that they're very happy about Baldur's Gate three and how much it has brought people to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but I think they would have been a lot happier if the VTT was closer to being too on a release, because I think it would have drew, driven, drove even
0: more traffic. There we go. Ooh, to driving terms.
1: Them because of that direct kind of coalition between like Baldur's Gate three as a video game and the video gamey elements to it, to the VTT and the video gamey elements that we are kind of inevitable in that so I think that they would have been happier if the VTT was closer to it being a thing with mm. this whole
0: success of Baldur's Gate 3 maybe <laughs> I it, it's it, there's, feels like there's such a separation to me in that one as far as I'm aware is not even close to being the other Hmm. i'm i'm just well no because
1: like the vtt is going to be a like i said a very skinned down version it's going to be a place where you make the adventure you decide everything and it's right. just kind of you playing in that sandbox again
0: how much how many features are going to be built into this official vtt right yeah. we, we we know we know from there's going to be you are to measure distance Right for your movement, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be you're supposed to see c- distance for your spells and maybe AOE. Yep, is that it? No, you got miniatures, you've got classes, you've sure, got, you got your miniatures. you've got your stat imports,
1: you have in uh in client rolling of dice. Yeah, you have in client interaction with uh environmental pieces. Mm. You have all of that, so when you look at it. Like I said, it's like a skinned version of Baldur's Gate 3 because Baldur's Gate 3 has all of this already, right? But to a much finer detail than we've ever seen in the VTT because what we have seen in the VTT from people that have played it, um, which has been quite recently, actually, they've had people play testing the VTT as of like a week ago uh, of, of recording, which is just before the new year. Um, people have been playing it quite recently, and the iterations that people have been playing have been very close to what we've seen video of when they did the, you know, the the sneak previews and stuff like yeah. that. Which is a, a very robust looking system, not as in depth obviously as what we've seen in Baldur's Gate three. Of course, uh, but it's a different system. Uh, but it, like I said, it's closer. The VTT is closer to Baldur's Gate three, I would say, than the tabletop is to Baldur's Gate three which is why is that just because the digital element just because the digital element and the way everything looks um i think that it like i said i think it's closer to so i think that baldur's gate 3 if vtt was closer would drive people to the vtt closer than it would to the tabletop but i do think it is obviously driving mm. people to the tabletop because that's what's here
0: their their statement of wanting to get the vtt their mm. vtt on everything as far as mobile even in consoles yeah. and stuff like that that we need to see that actually happen because mm-hmm. then, yes, that would be a very easy transition. Hey, you just finished playing this game on, on PlayStation? Well, guess what? Boom. Here's the D&D Beyond on PlayStation. You can do this right now. Yeah. That that would be a good one for one, especially with being able to import the companion characters. Oh, yeah. Just pre-built. Exactly.
1: You're just importing those characters in and then yeah. running them in a, a brand new fantasy scenario of your DM's build and liking.
0: I do wonder if there's any kind of contractual anything that says whether Larian can or can't do a DM mode for Baldur's Gate 3. That's a really good question.
1: And actually, that that kind of begs the question as to what what kind of restrictions and what kind of information was given to Larian when they were building this game. Because we do see stuff in Baldur's Gate 3 that ended up becoming things as that part
0: of the 2024 exactly yeah
1: that you know were interesting to see in Baldur's gate 3 and then all of a sudden we've seen that they've been behind the scenes so they're privy to some information obviously which oh, means yeah. that they're privy to contracts which you know again is what 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 can they show what can they show what can they use and yeah. what can they actually do
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah i think balder's gate 3 has been good for thunder dragons as a whole it's probably been the best as far as video games are considered for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, arguably. I mean, we've we we talked about a bunch of them, but like I said, there's a bunch of other games that we never even touched on. There's tons of, of RPG games that are based loosely in you know Dungeons and Dragons systems uh, that take a, a lot from them, to borrow a lot from them, to try and capture the magic of a tabletop game. But none of them have brought the amount of success. That Baldur's Gate 3
0: has done. I mean this game. I think in such a short time. This game has convinced players. They like RPGs. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been interested in them before. Yep. That play this and they're all like. Wow. I love RPGs.
1: <laughs> <This> <laughs> who is kn- who amazing. Knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's a big, big thing. For Dungeons and Dragons. Huge thing. Will
0: it happen again? Ooh, that's big. Here's the weird thing, right? About that, like, you mean, will there be another game? Is that what you're getting at? Will there be another game that
1: does as much as far as eyes on Dungeons and Dragons? I, Baldur's Gate 3, I do has think accomplished.
0: if any game has a chance of doing it, it's going to be Baldur's Gate 4. <laughs> I mean it, I really do mean it, and it's because at this point in Larry and I trust because Divinity 2 was amazing. A great experience. We reference that game all the time. Good memories from that game. And this game, I was like, "Oh, I'm hyped," but I don't know if it'll be as good as Original Sin Two. And bam, it's probably better. And it's like, okay, "Oh yeah," like they gonna are they gonna do this? Again? They've already made it now. Like, are they gonna expand upon this for the next one? And what are they gonna do? And it, I'm sure it's going to have even more eyes on it because it's a sequel. And, you know, sequels tend to do better, at least, you know, sales. So it's going to have a lot of attention. Got big shoes to fill. Oh, absolutely. It, is the sequel going to have Carlack? Because if not, people are going to riot. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, people are definitely going to riot on that one. I'm people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. Hmm. At the end of the day, yeah, I think it was good. Was it Stranger Things good? Ooh, that's tough. Uh huh. No. Yeah, I yeah. think Stranger Things. Stranger Things unintentionally unintentionally
1: was a bigger boon for Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. uh, for sure, but also a different medium.
0: Absolutely. Uh, wider reach, as
1: in wider reach. Yeah, media as far as television, streaming services, Netflix had an easier time to capture the imagination of a nation. Essentially. It's just funny. Video me. games because video games are, are still a niche audience. We're a bigger niche than we <laughs> used to be. And it's more comfortable to say you're a gamer now these days than it used to be, but still a niche.
0: It's just interesting to think a game or sorry, a show that is not dungeons and dragons presents stranger things yeah. or anything like that. Like they're not even fighting Vecna, the character. They're just like, we can call that guy. This Vecna. guy reminds me of this character Vecna that we fought in the game, and they're gonna call him Vecna. Or this thing isn't a demogorgon, but it it reminds us of demogorgon, so we're gonna call it the demogorgon, and that thing sticks. Hundred percent is the demogorgon now, and same with Vecna. But like my parents know who Vecna is, which in is such a, a weird right existence. Yes. to be in yeah, so. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it didn't have the same effect,
0: uh, you know, it's not Baldur's Gate 3, you know, Baskin Robbins collaborations yet. No, not yet, but as far as video games go, Pretty Baldur's Gate Big.
1: 3 takes the cake on that one, I think.
0: Yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with the next one. Ooh, we'll see what happens when Stranger Things finale ends, too. I was gonna say, we also have the Stranger Things finale. You think that happens this year? You think it happens anywhere near the launch of the new twenty twenty four revision to the players' handbook?
1: Ooh. You know, I don't even know what the timetable is for that. But they gotta be soon because I'm, sure I'm
0: wondering. Yeah. Are we gonna get a summer like, you know, a little mingle? I hope so. That'd be interesting. You yeah. know. Big uh, big releases for each. <sighs> but that's enough for today. For now, thank you for listening. I've been Tyler. And I've been Richard. And we've been True Strike. Hey, adventurers. Thanks again for joining us today. Please be sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. If there's any questions you'd like to write into the show, you can hit us up on threads or Instagram. New episodes release every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to True Strike.